everyone this is garika your host for the day and for today's podcasting session i have a lot to talk and to discuss about i'm going to talk about religion spirituality and how various facets of religion are connected and intertwined with each other so normally in my podcasting sessions i invite a guest over and let my guests do the talking however for today's podcast we had discussed so much in length that we couldn't possibly fit it into one podcasting session because of the immense heavy file size for that i have published it as a youtube link and i will be definitely sharing the youtube link along with the podcast so i for this podcasting session i had the opportunity and the privilege to talk to swami sarvapriyananda ji maharaj he is based out of new york and he is currently the minister of vedanta society of new york so minister and he's also the spiritual leader of the vedanta society of new york and we talk about a lot of things because obviously when you meet a person with such spiritual fervor when you have the privilege of talking and the opportunity of getting to know a lot of things from him obviously he did not let such kind of an opportunity go to waste and neither did i so i had a lot of questions to be discussed and he answered them quite profoundly so what i'm doing here is i am highlighting all the important points and basically this is a summarized version of the entire video chatting that we did and for the detailed description again i will be providing the link and you can click on the youtube link and you could know more about it so my first question that i asked swami ji was about the fact that people have started becoming a little introverted because of the pandemic i'm not too sure if this would correctly hold for all categories of people and this might be certainly a, a certain generalization however i recently read that religion has has been acting as an ointment to a lot of people and people have been expressing their concerns about it so they have been taking refuge in religion and they have been acting accordingly so as the same question to swami ji asking him what about the atheists and the agnostics because the atheists and the agnostics are people who do not necessarily take an interest in religion so what about people like them so swami ji's answer in a very concise form was that people have become much more interested in religion during this crisis and this has kind of renewed an interest in religion people have started taking an increased interest in religion and it is most likely to continue post the pandemic also some of the atheists and agnostics might be interested and also have been deriving huge benefits from it so what happens with religion is as per swami ji religion helps us in developing concern for others so gradually when you're helping out others when you're seeking assistance in others when you're in simple terms when you're extending a helping hand to others so gradually what happens is your attitude becomes that of a giver and you kind of say you kind of repeat the mantra to yourself that what can i do for you rather than what can i get from you and even if you cannot do anything physically or monetarily economically swami ji says that just smile on your face would definitely work wonders for people and in case you find your minds and thoughts to be a little erratic and and the fact that you cannot concentrate in that case swami ji feels that meditation really works wonders so my next question to swami ji was about karma yoga and karma yoga those of you are listen to it for the first time or those of you are not too well versed with the topic karma yoga is basically a form of yoga where you're not doing anything for the sake of getting anything your personal benefit 
rather you're trying to convert every activity into a spiritual activity like for example i'm a journalist so every time i am preparing a report or i am filing a report sending across something to my boss i dedicate it to god pause for a while think to myself that i do not have anything personal to gain from it and then send it across so similarly you suppose you are a cook like my mother i can state the example of mother or all the mothers out there who are cooking for their children like us so i have known my mother say that she whenever she cooks something or whenever she gives us food she serves us food she thinks that she is serving the deity so this is how the approach of karma yoga develops in life and swami swami ji said that swami vivekananda once talked about karma yoga because most of the times we are being possessed by activities outside of ourselves leaving very little time to ourselves and our spiritual aspirations so swami ji quoted swami vivekananda to say that if we can convert every action of ours into karma yoga that would reap benefits not only for us but also people all around us then swami ji used the popular saying from the bhagavad gita that said brahmarpanam brahmahavir brahmagno brahmana hutam brahmaivatena gantavyam brahma karma samadhana meaning everything around you is brahman one way or the other it is one way to see brahman in everything and every being that you come across Swami ji also quoted Swami Ranganathananda ji Maharaj who is a prominent figure of the Ramakrishna mission to have conceptualized or to have summarized the concept of spirituality into a very profound saying and into in very simple terms that said when i close my eyes i find peace within and when i open my eyes my attitude is what can i do for you rather than what can i get from you Swami Sarvapriyananda also talked about Shri Ramakrishna who mentioned about the proverb Shiva Gyane Jeeva Sheva it means you are acting to people you are serving people thinking of the other person as Shiva so now since we are hindus we like to normally refer to Shiva or Krishna if you are a christian if you are if you are a jew you can definitely reach out to your god so this was just an example so now my next question to maharaj ji was asking about the various schools of vedanta um, asking about different philosophies like advaita vishishta advaita and dvaita so definitely these are different schools of thoughts and it has been described at length and in too much detail in the video so it might sound a little too technical if i if i attempt that and i would suggest all of you listening to this to kindly watch the video for a clear understanding of what maharaj ji meant but i'll just give you give you a gist of what he meant so these are different schools of thought so dvaita is one school of thought vishishta dvaita is another school of thought and advaita is another the third school of thought so usually these people were seen these schools of thoughts were seen as competitors amongst themselves where one would say that i am the best i am the supreme and the others wouldn't be definitely at par so for example advaita is a little radical it says that you are everything you know you are brahman so tatvatvam asi that thou art everything the supreme power of the universe the supreme 
capabilities of achieving supernatural things lies solely within you which is which is contra- contradicted by the other two schools of thought which are dvaita and vishesh advaita so again swami ji said that shri ramakrishna quoted shri ramakrishna saying that all three of them have a different perspective and none of them are false so if i come from a different understanding if i say that yeah okay it's um, i only believe in advaita and i do not believe that there is a god outside of me well that although that might really music sound like music to our ears but then it is difficult to perhaps reach that state and uh, for the common mass i guess it's it is a little too difficult to think of such a state so if you hold on to one personality whoever you please so and whenever you are in difficulty whenever you feel that yeah okay my stomach aches or i have a huge headache you cling on to that devotee and you cling on to that power asking for your good health asking for prosperity in your life so we cannot definitely say that these schools of thoughts are opposed to each other however they have the different dimensions and they have the different ways of functioning and none of them are false but they have the different ways of functioning so my next question to maharaj ji was talking about bhakti yoga and jnana yoga again maharaj ji has definitely he has talked about talked a lot about this so jnana yoga for those of you who don't know i i would just try to sum it up mentioning what jnana yoga jnana yoga essentially means accumulating jnana or knowledge about your real self about the fact that you are a very powerful soul about the fact that you are a happy soul and you are one consciousness and bhakti yoga is yoga that teaches bhakti or devotion towards your deity so i asked swami ji if he believes that jnana yoga is perhaps a more personalized approach than bhakti yoga and swami ji had the belief that bhakti yoga on the contrary it is bhakti yoga which is more personalized than jnana yoga I can definitely say that coming from India I see a lot of people performing a lot of religious activities and engaging in bhakti yoga. So every every Sunday I can see now now there is a lockdown when the pandemic wasn't in its full swing I could see people every weekend they would be making trips pilgrimages to nearby places they would be visiting temples and you definitely in Mumbai temples like Siddhi Vinayak and Mahalakshmi temples are very famous. So on weekends you definitely do not think of visiting there if you are from Bombay because it is so crowded. So Maharaji feels Swamiji feels that bhakti yoga is definitely a more personalized approach than jnana yoga and people that are very much interested in jnana yoga are usually the people who like to think beyond the horizon right so if you are said that yeah okay aham brahmasmi it's a concept that you have and you know that you are brahman So unless and until you realize it yourself unless and until you dig into dig deeper delve deeper you'd not probably you wouldn't be getting a profound profound explanation out of it so how do you reach that state and once you reach that state you find that there are a lot of factors which you would probably want to negate in the near future but that is something which is usually very jnana yoga is usually a concept which is very popular among the intellectuals and the intellect intelligentsia who who know that who perhaps witnessed all the other forms of yoga and they, then they want to delve into something deeper so swami ji feels that bhakti yoga is perhaps a more personalized and and a little softer and easy going yoga than jnana yoga 
so swamiji also said that while performing karma yoga it should be done in the spirit of karma yoga and not karma bhoga so actually this was my question to him when i asked him when i referred to the bhagavad gita and i asked him if the bhagavad gita talks about not renouncing one's own qualities one's own duties i'm sorry beg your pardon and preferring to be in solitude so it doesn't really advocate solitude like the essence of the bhagavad gita is asking you to take up charge of your responsibilities and perhaps seek solitude but that is in in an entirely different context so i asked swami ji if isn't solitude essential to be spiritually awakened so swami ji replied that it is essential of course but then bhagwan shri krishna isn't obviously he isn't opposed opposed to the fact of a solitary confinement so if you want to go for a solitary retreat that's fine but definitely not as at the cost of renouncing your own duties so here swami ji said that quoting bhagwan he said that karma yoga should be done in the spirit of karma yoga and not karma bhoga but once you are in your solitary journey it is you and you alone it's your mind alone that has to take care of everything but a lot of times we've seen that things do not really turn out the way we expected to so now imagine you're going on a spiritual retreat you perhaps resigned from your job and you say you announced to your family that that you do not want to be you need don't need to be in the family life anymore and you're renouncing everything around you so when you decide, when you send somewhere perhaps into the hills or somewhere sol- solitary where there's no one to disturb you but you see that you're left alone to yourself and there's still the mind that is operating so unless and until your mind is absolutely prepared unless and until you you have reached that spirit or that point in life where you feel undebted by anything that happens to you this will come as a boomerang so it might just be a double whammy in if you're not prepared prepared properly but swami ji again uh, swami ji doesn't he doesn't he isn't too favor of disheartening us he says that if your mind is prepared with a proper prepared mind with a self disciplined mind that is possible so gradually i reached to the last point of discussion with him which talks about mental health and i know this discussion is not directly related to spirituality but i i do not like the fact that i see people specifically a lot of young people teenagers and the fact that they're anxious the fact that they have nervous breakdowns and they have breakdowns quite often so i can see them crying in the middle of the road or something it's crying is not a bad thing actually if you see in today's world it is recommended that you that you cry your heart out but the problem is what is wrong with your main, mental makeup that you're not able to cope up with the stress and uh, so i asked swami ji what is his take on this entire mental health attitude so swami ji began by stating and i also asked him if solitude or uh, practices like vipassana are essential for this so swami ji stated by saying that even he has the same opinion about people living in the united states and that is across different geographies specifically in the developed parts of the united states and in different age groups as well so he mentioned that shri ramakrishna actually advised solitude for a small period of time it might be for a day or two 
because people so when you're living in popular cities dense which are densely populated you would perhaps want to step out and perhaps seek some solitude but for a small period of time because you perhaps yourselves are not aware of the mental makeup that you have and the fact that you want to take care of it so swamiji also mentioned that issues concerning mental health have been growing quite profoundly in the united states and they have been intensifying in the last 5 years so he mentions a few things that can be done to address this first of all one should take care of the physical health with a steady mind so now when he mentioned about the steady mind he doesn't necessarily refer to a calm mind so you can be calm and peaceful any time of the day but if your mind is not steady if you do not have a powerful mind then i guess swami ji also believes that there is no point being calm also we have a tendency to be over ambitious so swami ji says that you shouldn't take more than you can deliver and he says that they call it a, there's a popular saying he says that they call it the rat race but even if you win the rat race you're still a rat so swami ji recommends that you should live a balanced simple life with a steady mind practice the cultivation of patience and not reacting so a lot of people might say a lot of things to you you might feel hurt or you might feel angry and you might react impulsively so perhaps what swami ji means by means by this is perhaps to just slow yourselves down take things a little more casually and think of the fact that you are a powerful soul so it doesn't matter what the others what or how the others hold you in their regard it matters that you are there that you are there and you've done something good and if it's a rough phase then if it's a rough patch then it'll pass in no time so summing up he says he tries to bring an amalgamation of the four yogas which are karma yoga raja yoga bhakti yoga and gyana yoga he says he talks about karma yoga you can be more helpful to others rather than just yourself you know just only thinking about yourself only thinking about yourself and the people in your surroundings so perhaps for a change you can try try to go out and help the others maybe if you see a person striving to to learn a foreign language that you're proficient in suppose you can go out extend a hand and say that yeah okay i'm you know what i am very well versed in spanish so i can extend a hand in that so that's karma yoga swami ji says that you must be focused and do not scatter your mind which is raja yoga so now you you should be knowing that like the last example that i gave teaching spanish so if you are very well versed in spanish you know that you can extend a hand in spanish and perhaps reach out to people that need education in spanish but then if you feel that you are well versed in spanish mandarin french english so now that would be an entire hodgepodge and that wouldn't help anybody neither would you ha- would it help you nor would it help the other person so that kind of an approach should perhaps be avoided thirdly bhakti yoga means as per swami ji having faith in yourself and surrendering to god so swami ji also mentioned in this lecture you would see when you you would know when you see the video he mentioned that faith in the in the united states religion refers to faith so when i was having this discussion on bhakti yoga and, and gyana yoga 
he mentioned that everything comes from faith and faith is a very profound word in the united states and which basically it sums up religion so unless you have faith in yourself unless you have faith in the deity then uh, you cannot perhaps be reaching the point where you want to reach lastly he mentioned about gyana yoga which by saying the following words that be centered in the idea of who you are in real and have this view point of eternity so he mentioned this specifically because a lot of times we see that people say a lot of things to us which probably we think that shouldn't have been said and we feel hurt suppose your boss criticizes your work and suppose he doesn't like the way you're doing things and uh, either you react you answer back or you think that probably you should just resign but in the larger perspective think about it you know eternally when you when you think that you have an idea you have a fair idea eternally how little and petty and meager these things are right compared to the person compared to the individual that you are and when i refer to an individual i'm not specifically referring to you as a person you uh, to your body or your mind but the consciousness that is buried inside of you so when you think of things in the long term when you think of it in the bigger picture you would see that you are much more beyond all of these petty things and it's fine if he if someone doesn't like your work he'll be fine the other day right so these were the few discussions and these were the few points that i had with swamiji which is in a very concise form and if you see the entire video swamiji you would see that you he delved a lot deeper and helped people like us to reach a particular point that might add up to our goal of being serene calm divine and also help spread the words around other people so that's me gareka again thank you so much for listening to me thank you so much for hearing me out and i honestly hope we all have developed the spiritual quest and we all get this peace of mind and be safe in such tumultuous and uncertain times thank you so much see you bye bye